in a sense, your home. I know you're homeless, but we want to extend our home to you. And like Pastor Irwin said, who is my father-in-law, who is Charity's father, my wife right there. Um, you guys did the same thing for us. It was like 10 years ago. We spent three years in your building while we built this building. And so we know what it's like. We know what it's like to be displaced. We know what it's like to have church in a gym. I guess we do that every day, but we do know what it's like to have church in your gym. We know what it's like to clean up chairs. We know what it's like to share. We know what it's like to get together. And so we just want, we just want to tell you, we know how you feel. And um, the beauty of it is those, look at, look at us now, you know. I mean, look at what God's done. And, and so you guys will probably have to extend this offer back to us someday. Because quite honestly, I put no stock. I really honestly put no stock in the creation of man. I put it in God. And I have a, me- I have, not a message, well, I have a message, but I'm not going to preach it because Reed will do that. But I just, I, as soon as this thing hit, as soon as I walked up to the building and my breath was taken out of my chest, I'm like, oh my goodness, I've been staring at that place for ever since I've been alive because I've lived here all my life. And when I saw it, I was just like, oh my goodness, I, you know, it's breathtaking. It really is. It's, it's like surreal and strange. And I, and, and I'm like, what are you saying? You know, what does this mean? And, and I don't know. And I think that Mark Drake had it right and that we shouldn't be putting a bunch of meaning on it real quick. God will reveal to us what it is. But I had this scripture in it, and I, and I love it because our God never makes mistakes. And he's in control of everything, everything, good and bad. All of it works for the good of those that love God and are called according to his purpose. And I just want to encourage you with this, uh, Psalm 18. It says, this God, this God that we serve, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all of those who take refuge in him. And so I just want to encourage you guys, we don't take refuge in a building. We're just here. This thing's only going to last so long. We don't take refuge in a building. We don't put any stock in a building. You guys will probably build a beautiful $9 million building. I don't know. But that's not where our refuge is. And this is no mistake. This God, his way is perfect. No mistakes here. So we're really glad to have you guys. We're really glad to see you and to be at your service. Because uh, we get the blessing, really. Because it's blessed. You're more blessed when you give than when you receive. So it's our honor and it's our love, and we love you, and amen. Okay, that's all I got. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Hey, make sure you guys, when you see some of the leaders, when you see Chris and, and them, that you would thank them and just show your appreciation and, and just get to know them. Now, that's an awesome opportunity for us to get to know our, our brothers and sisters over here at ACC. So use that opportunity. It's, it's really cool to do that. Uh, we've been bonding the last week, figuring out what we're doing, and, and it's been a lot of fun. It's been exciting getting to know them, and so I encourage you guys to do the same thing. They also have a youth group on Wednesday nights, so if you guys want to come to that youth group, I'm sure he'd love to have you guys as well. So that's Wednesday nights here at 7. That's right. Set, set, 7. Cool. It's at 6.30, not at 7. So... We're still in this series of the promises of God. And, and my wife, Mariah, preached an amazing message last week. 
about God, the victorious builder, and he will build his church. I figure it's a little bit of a timely message. She hears from the Lord sometimes. It's, it's amazing. But, but <laughs> exactly, then the church falls down. But the message was on Jesus came to, to make the church with us, right? He came and he told Peter, I'm, I'm building the church on this rock. And he was, he was explaining himself as being the foundation of the church, but that people were going to be living stones and they were going to build the church, right? So we are the church and we are still standing, right? Our church might not be standing right now, but the church is standing. That's just our building. So we've got to remember that, that we are the church of God. And where we go, we bring the church. So we are right here in this building right now, and we are the church of God. So be encouraged by that and hold on to that promise that God is building his church, and he's building it on us and with us. And he is using us to extend the church and to continue to build it. So be encouraged that we are that church. Hold on strong to that promise that God laid for us. So the next promise we're going to be talking about today is nothing can separate us from God's love. The love of God never leaves our side. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can say to pull ourselves away from the love of God. It's not moving. It's not changing. It's infinite. And that's his promise to us. It doesn't waver. I want to talk a little bit about, about what the love of God is. Because we have our perspective of what, of what love is. But our perspective is pretty wrong. Because we don't know how to love the way that God loves. Now we're learning. And, it, and the Bible says that we love because God has first showed us love. Right? So we start to learn the love of God as we start to learn about God. As we start to know him. We start to understand that love, and then we can start to reciprocate that love. But, but just naturally, we're not very good at loving. All right, our love, I'll speak for myself. My love wavers. If you came up to me, spit in my face, slapped me across the cheek, yelled at me, and told me I was ugly, I would probably cry. But my love for you would change. I'm going to be honest, okay? You just slapped me, you insulted me, and you spit on me. That's gross, okay? But my love is changing right now, okay? But we do that kind of stuff to God all the time, and his love for us never changes. And so that's the kind of love that we need to start to grasp and understand because the love that we give is not the same as God's love. It's different. And we want to love the same way that he loves. So we need to pursue him and his love for us so that we can learn to love other people. Amen? God's love means he eternally gives of himself to others. So God is always giving of himself. He has no limit to himself, so he's always giving. Right? There is no time that God is not pursuing us, giving love to us, trying to show us his love. Right? But we can't always see it because there are problems and there are troubles that come our way. So it's hard for us to always see the love of God. But his love is always giving. It is part of his nature to give of himself in order to bring about blessing or good for others. So it is in the nature of God to be love. 1 John 4, 8, I think, says that God is 
love. So in his very nature, he is love. You know what our very nature is? You guys are trying to whisper it. You're nervous to say it. Evil. Sin. Right? We have a sin nature. We were born into sin, the Bible says. Evil. Let's get the thug alive. Represent. Right? We are naturally born evil. Because of the fall of man, Adam and Eve, we are born into this sin nature. And the Bible says that we are slaves to our sin until we give of ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we believe in him as our Lord and our Savior. And we confess that. And we repent of our sins. But before that, we are sin. We are slaves to sin. So our nature is sinful. So naturally, I don't just love people. Naturally, I'm angry. My mom's here. She could testify. It's the one in the back holding my baby. I am lots of things. We won't go into details. You know how terrible I am naturally. But we are all born of this sin nature. And so naturally, there's nothing in us that really loves and really gives back. But God in his very nature is love. The abundance of God in his abundance is, is love. It's, it consumes him. It overwhelms him. He can't be anything but love. He can't be the opposite of love. He's much more things, but he is also love, and he is always loving. So God's love does not fail. It doesn't change. It doesn't waver. It's his nature. You can't just change your nature. That's what, that's what he is. And the Bible says that he was love from the very beginning. Here in John 17, 24, it says, Jesus is talking to the Father, and he says, My glory which you have given me in your love for me before the foundation of the world. So before the world was even made, before he even created the world, God was love. So from the beginning to now to the very end, he will always be and always is and always was love in that nature. Perfect love. It also says in Romans 5, 8. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. That's an example of the love of God. His greatest example of love was Jesus. He gave of himself. He gave of his, his only son. Right, John three sixteen. you guys know that? For God so loved the world. Anybody else? This only son, for whoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Right? That in his nature, he is love. So naturally, his love extends towards his people. Right? And because he wanted his people so desperately to be reunited with him, he sent his only son to come as a man onto earth who was God, who is God. He had him come to earth as a man. To live this life as a perfect example, being completely pure and sinless. Laying down a perfect example for us to live. And then he died a death that we all deserve. He didn't deserve that death. He was perfect. But we are born into that sin nature and we are not perfect. So we need a savior. And Jesus Christ is our savior. And he did that for us. So that we could be reunited with God and we could understand the love of God. And we could start to know God. 
And it says that he did this before we ever did anything good, right? It says while we were still sinners. So before we did anything good towards God, he already gave of his son to die a death for us so that we could be reunited with him. So you did not earn the love of God. Nothing you did, nothing you can do, nothing you ever will do will earn the love of God for you. He just is love. He is always giving. He is always love. It doesn't change. It doesn't waver. God is love. And because he is love, he cannot separate his love from us. He cannot just turn his back on us because he's perfect in love. So he doesn't turn away from us. There isn't a time in your life or in my life that God has turned his love away from us. Now, there are times where he allows us to go through things, right? There are real troubles that we have and real situations that are not good that he allows us to go through. But his love is always with us. And it is always pursuing us. And we just need to see the love of God in our situations. If you want to turn with me to Romans 8, if you have your Bible. If you don't, you can just listen. Romans 8, 31. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Verse 35, can anything separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? Let me read that again. Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for, the, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced, now this is Paul talking. Now, if you know a little bit of the background of Paul, Paul first was a persecutor of Christians, right? He, he, he wasn't like you would think of a persecutor today, like making fun of Christians. Like this guy went out and killed Christians. Like he would make sure they were dead. He did not want Christians around. But he had this radical encounter with Jesus. And Jesus transformed his life and revealed himself to him. And he was never the same. And so from then on, Paul was persecuted like crazy. He was nearly beaten to death a couple times. He was nearly stoned to death by rocks. Somebody pick that up. <laughs> Just so you know. Stoned by rocks. He, 
He was put in prison for years. I mean, he was alone a lot of times. He was stripped of everything he had. He probably went hungry many times. I mean, this guy was persecuted like you wouldn't even believe. And this is Paul writing this, the man who who says from the beginning that he was the chief of sinners. So if anybody should be without the love of God, he was saying it should be me. If somebody did not deserve the love of God, he was saying it should be me. Because I was the chief of sinners. I persecuted Christians so that they would die. Yet Jesus still died that death on the cross for Paul. So that he could have life again. And because of that, he too was also persecuted and also went through all this trouble. So this is him going through this. This is him talking. Does it mean he no longer loves us when we have trouble or calamity? Does it mean when I get nearly beaten to death and nearly stoned to death all these different times that his love is not with me? He says, no. And then verse 38, he says, and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. There is not a thing that you can do to separate yourself from God's love. There's not a single thing that you did originally to earn his love. He just naturally loves his people. And when we pursue him and when we give our lives to him, we call him our Lord and our Savior. He shines his love upon us. And he shows us that he is always with us and he's never going to leave us. And he's never going to turn his love away from us. So there's going to be times where you go go through some some terrible things. You're going to have some difficulties. You're going to have some hard times. Jesus never promises an easy life for you to live, right? There are troubles. Paul had some of the worst of it. But he knew that God's love was always with him. And even when he felt alone and like nobody else was there and he was in his jail cell all by himself, he knew that the love of God was with him and continually pursuing him. And we need to know that in our life. This is a promise from God. God promises us that nothing can separate His love for us. Nothing. I know it's kind of a tough time with with being in transition and and the building collapsing. Like to some people, that's a pretty big thing because a lot of people don't like change. And well, here you go. There's a lot of change here. We're in a whole new building. But God's love has never turned from us. And I want you to know that because our, our building collapsed, that does not mean that God is mad at us. And that does not mean that God is trying to destroy the church. Because guess what? The church is right here. And we're still standing. God protected the church. We were in there the night before at the same time. And God put a blanket of protection over us. He didn't allow any one of us to get hurt. And we had music going, and we were playing in there, and Mariah was preaching, and that roof still didn't come down. 
Not that night. But then the very next night, I mean, five minutes, five minutes later, if it would have went down, Mike Hall and one of our sound guys would have been in there. Sometimes Andrew Meeser's in there playing on the piano right at that same time. He wasn't in there. Lacey Hoosier was walking around the outside of the auditorium when it happened, but she wasn't in it. I mean, this is God protecting his people, right? So if you think that, that God was trying to punish our church, that's a wrong doctrine and a wrong philosophy because we are the church and we are still standing and God wants to move through us, all right? The wrath of God was settled on Jesus. He took that for us so that we didn't have to pay that price. We are now righteous in the eyes of God. So I encourage us to know that promise of God that he is always with us and he loves us and nothing can pull that love away from us. Not a change in direction, not a change of, 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 uh, of a building, not a loss of a family member. I know we've all been through some tough times. Maybe seeing your parents divorce. I mean, these are real things and real hard times that you have. But one thing that will never leave you is God. Like I said, my love changes. I try to love everybody. But there might be times I look, give you a weird look. You're going to be like, oh, that was so mean. I probably didn't do it on purpose. But my love changes and it wavers. But God's love never changes. It never moves. It never runs away. It doesn't turn his back every once in a while. God's love is with you. So hold on to that promise when you feel you're most alone, when you feel you're most hurt, you're most broken, when you are in the most trouble. Hold on to that promise that God's love never fails us. Can we get the worship team to come on up here? The reason we're doing these this series on the promises of God is that these are things that we can always hold on to because it's a promise. It's not something that changes. It's not even like promises that we make because our promises kind of depend on our circumstances. But his promises never change. And when he makes a promise to his people, he fulfills that promise. And this is one that we can hold on to, right? And I want to reiterate that we are the body of Christ. Okay, we are that church, and he is going to build his church, and he's going to use living stones, which is each one of you, to build his church. Just as Mariah spoke last week, we are that body. So take that promise and hold on to that, that we are still building, we are still moving forward, we are still going after the promises of God. We are not moving because God is doing something in our midst and in us and through us. And we need to hold on to those promises and plead to God for them and hold on and hold him to it. Because that's a promise. It doesn't change. His love for you is not like my love for you. I do love you. I wish I could love in the same way. But God starts to reveal his love to us. And as we understand it better, we will start to love his people. So as you guys start to understand the love of God, and as I start to understand the love of God, he changes us, he molds us, and he makes us like himself. The way he created us originally, in his image, he molds us to his perfect image. So God 
is molding us and teaching us how to love. And he's revealing himself to us bit by bit. And we need to hold on to those promises. So if you guys will stand with me. I want us to sing this song, the Love Never Fails song. And hold on to this promise of God and really believe it. Know that his love will never fail you. If you have a a tough situation you're going through now, I encourage you to go to Jesus. Because his love won't fail you. His love won't say, I'm busy. His love won't say, I'm on vacation. He is always with you. He is always pursuing you. So God, we just ask, God, that you would continue to reveal your love to us. God, we want to love the way that you love. God, we want to learn to be perfect in our love for one another. God, I want to perfectly pursue your love. I want to learn your love for me, God, so I can love you back in that same way. So, God, I'm asking that you would hear us. God, you would hear us as we plead to you and ask you to continue to reveal those promises to us and show us your love and that you desire us and that you pursue us. And your pursuit doesn't end, God. We love you, God. We desire you, Lord. We want to know your love more intimately, God. We praise your name, Lord. We worship you, God.